Craft Beer Radio, episode 271, on December 8th, 2013. And welcome to Craft Beer Radio, episode 271, our prime number, prime edition of prime. 271 of beer. So we're going to be doing uh, five bombers tonight. Why five? That's you really a lot of cut bombers. off the big man. Well, everyone heard the song before. It's not like I need to... Look up Bing Crosby, Winter Wonderland. I'm sure you've heard it before. Okay, so we're doing five hours. Why five? Why five on a Sunday? Two of them are apparently very spicy. We're going to save them for the end. And, and we maybe just have a little taste We don't of it. expect to be drinking a lot. So, But also, because we have a bunch of bottle stoppers at We test. do. We're going to be testing these these non-Xylus alternatives. Yeah, because we've had some people who have asked us about... Because people, you know, we, we talk about Xylos all the time. They're great stoppers. What about other stoppers on the market? Some that work better in certain situations. Not, yeah, I mean, that, that can be it. But specifically, for people who aren't aware, the new the Xylos went through a product redesign a couple years ago. And they made the diameter of their stopper thicker. And it better seals bottles. And it works on most bottles. But the thick... Belgian style bottles, specifically the 750s from Dogfish Head, they you can't get in the clothes because the neck of the bottle is too narrow. So what we've always done is we've pulled out these old style Xylus that I found at the church rummage sale a couple years ago, and they work great for that. But not everyone can go to my church rummage sale and find these Xyluses. So I ordered three new kinds of stoppers, and I will technically four, but we don't have any cans. Well, I got a can stopper too, just for fun. Yeah. And I used it, and uh, cans aren't really big enough, you know, but I used it on a 16-ounce can and opened it a few hours later, and there was a little hiss when I took it off, so it kind of worked. Still got to review it, though. Um, I'll look up the names for these stoppers and um, price points and whatnot, so when we talk about them here in a little bit, we'll know about it. But yeah, we got three new stoppers. All of them should work in a dogfish bottle. Now, technically, the thing that we should note is that Obviously, the reviews aren't going to be complete today because we won't know how they well, they stop until the next time we do a show and, and Jeff can tell That's us. That's what we'll do. We'll save all the beers until yeah. next week. Yeah. So ah, it'll be a seven-day... There you go. Hmm. Very smart. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe not the hot ones, but we'll save the other beers. <laughs> what did you want to start first? Oh, man. We got a bunch of weird stuff. Why don't we go the... with the pale ale? Yeah, we'll yeah. go with the pale ale. So uh, Dogfish Head has a new beer called American Beauty. It's a limited release that uh, was released in, uh, uh, no, uh, yeah, October. Uh, 9.0% alcohol by volume, 55 IBUs. It is something about the Grateful Dead. It's inspired by the Grateful Dead. It has granola in it. Organic granola. In the mash, at least. Yeah. It's not too chunky, so I don't think the granola's in the beer. Note, the granola used in the American Beauty recipe does contain almonds. So, okay, so if you have a nut is, allergy... Let's see. Oh, so the Xylus, the, the new style Xylus, just barely fits in here. And, yeah, you can't really close it. Uh, you can actually bend the metal arm on the Xylus if you push it too hard. All right, so which one So we're going to pick one of these other ones. I have the best hopes in this one. Okay. Do you know what kind that is? It's black. <laughs> I will in a second. All right. So there, we sealed him up. All right. Talk about the beer. I'll look up the Okay, stoppers. so the color of the beer is a orangey... Well, it's 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 kind of an orange with, with a slightly... Just basically kind of woody color to it. Has about a finger's worth of head. It's, it's got some moderately sized bubbles in it. 
has a pale aroma, pale ale aroma, but you know, but hoppy with a little bit of malt. Let's see if I can. We've had these sitting out for about forty-five minutes, so that gives them some time to to warm up a bit. What are you getting on the temperature? Fifty-seven point three. Sounds about right. Uh, you know, it's hard for me to say. Oh, I smell granola because I don't. I smell hops. Let's try and see what kind of hops are in here. Don't have a lot of information on this beer, unfortunately. They say on their website, uh, food pairing recommendations, Thai, Jambalaya, and Fritz. So, I don't know, you always see that. I see hops mixed with spicy things a mm-hmm. lot. Not sure whether that's truly the way I go. But, I, I mean, I understand it. You get kind of a, it's, it's kind of a contrasting thing. Okay, so this one is the Padrini Wine and Bar Plastic Bottle Stopper. It is five fifty eight for a pair of two. It does not ship. Oh, yes, Amazon Prime, you can get free shipping on it. All right. That's the bottle stopper that was used to stop this American Beauty, which is a pale ale, a pretty uh, high alcohol pale ale. What, what I'll do is... On the craftbeerradio.com website, there's a link to the Amazon store, our, our Amazon store. This is not the banner link to Amazon, but our Amazon store, which is a curated store of products we like. I'll add the stopper and the other stoppers to the store, along with the Xylus. So you can see them and check them out. Now, what are you smelling here? Now do you have a chance to look it up. Smelling hops. Kind of a dank hop. I smell like something that, you know, kind of reminds me of, of a Belgian IPA. I can smell that. You know, it's a Grateful Dead themed beer. They talk about granola, but aren't you going to think they're going to try to make their hops smell like weed? <laughs> aren't they going to try for Grateful Dead beer? Now smell it. Now you know what weed smells like a lot better than I do. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm just forcing that one. And I really don't know what weed smells like. But my first sip was a or first sniff was a pretty dank aroma, not too unlike weed. Well, let me use my my knowledge of weed, which is let's let's be honest here, not exactly. <laughs> I know encyclopedic, a lot, yeah. <laughs> but the weed I smelled recently does not smell anything like this. Okay. That now we've like... talked about before how weed and hops are related; they are uh, botanically cousins of each other. After a couple sniffs, I'm smelling the sweetness more. Smelling something that's kind of a mix between uh, um, I know there's granola in it, so I'm trying not to use granola as the flavor, but you know I'm thinking of like some granola slash honey type flavors that I've gotten from like the bulk granola at Whole Foods, you know, I'm getting some of that sweet type smell out of it. I feel like I'm picking out things that that are kind of spicy. I feel like that what's coming in my mouth is something sort of related to like five spice. Like I'm getting a little bit of a anisey note. I'm getting mm-hmm. some of a cinnamon and a mace note. Yeah, I, I can I can follow that. I can follow that. Um, cinnamon. I mean, cinnamon's a big part of granola, right? Yeah. Uh, typically, honey would be in there. You know, I'm getting a couple bit of that. But yeah, the anise, the mace. I can kind of follow with that. It doesn't have ginger, so it's not, you know, doesn't have that real overt five Yeah, the hops stuff. the hops really aren't that citrusy. I still think they're yeah. going for something dank, even though it might not be weed, you know, exactly. Um 
it's nine percent. I think I can smell. It doesn't smell boozy, but I can. I think the solvency is kind of like yeah. opening up the or it has dissolved a lot of these essential oils in it, and you can kind of get that smell coming out of it. You know, being evaporated off the beer. Let's give it a sip. It's interesting. Nine percent. It doesn't taste nine percent. It doesn't taste nine percent until the end. It starts. It tastes a little hot, like yeah. late in the aftertaste. But up front, it almost tastes sessiony. You know, it tastes, and I can see why they call it a pale ale and not an IPA because the malt is pretty big there. The hops are give some bitterness, but it's not a big hop flavor. Yeah, what I was going to say is, is it's fairly restrained. It doesn't go overboard in terms of its its hop presence. Now, where it does get bitter. In the late, late, late taste. Yeah, like it changes right a little now, bit. Right now is gives where it's it getting some, bitter. Some bitterness. And then that bitterness subsides, and you're left with a, with a slightly sweet, uh, slight candy mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's pretty wet. It's not a dry finish. The wet, when you mentioned wet, it does have some of the essence of a, a fresh hop beer. Mm-hmm. A little more grassy, juicy doesn't it does it almost taste like it's a harvest beer or something like that yeah it reminds me of picking those hops mm-hmm. when you know when we did the hop show um it has it has a, a, a it's making me go like that it's making me that pick mm-hmm. that that pucker because there's a lot of resiny quality to mm-hmm. it it's it still has that like you said a dankness it has a little bit of that that when you, you suck on a real hop or something yeah. right it's such yeah. an intense flavor that it kind of like burns your cheeks a little bit you know you get that little zing that kind of buzzes you mm-hmm. know i'm getting a little bit of that right you know and that's another thing that makes me think of a harvest beer yeah it's also it has a, a low to moderate low carbonation i think it's at just the right temperature mm-hmm. yeah which is we're all the way up to 60 degrees now mm-hmm. but yeah it definitely works well at this temperature let me see mine just to make sure you have a little bit more left in your glass, yeah. so you might have a better thermal. I'm at 63. Oh, you've warmed it up even more. Yeah. That's the temperature at the surface <laughs> of my beer. I should add this uh, infrared thermometer to the Amazon store as well. Ooh. The price was right. It got, it's got super cheap. 20 bucks or something like that. That was the first taste I, I got that that had a little bit of an of a vodka like taste, and I, I really tasted the alcohol there. Okay, um, I'm not really appreciating the granola aspect. I wouldn't pick I it out if you I told. Don't, me. I don't notice it as much as I thought I did in the aroma. Yeah. The flavor I don't notice as much. There's a there's a substantial bitterness. They, you know, keeps it from getting too granola or too malty, too mm-hmm. sweet, right? It's a, they call it an imperial pale ale. And I think that's a pretty good demeanor for it because it has... Not an IPA. Well, right. But an also... imperial pale. It's, <laughs> they're kind of... Well, but, but flavors, the yeah, flavor is yeah, not a, like an yeah. IPA. The flavor is not like a double IPA. The flavor is, it tastes like a pale ale. You don't notice the, it doesn't taste... But see, the weird thing Over, is IPA stands for Imperial Pale Ale, but they, that's not what no, they mean by IPA Imperial Pale IPA stands for India Pale Ale. In the, in, that's right, India Pale Ale, yeah. 
And then there's Imperial. I'm thinking of, of Imperial Port. Uh, right. Yeah. So, Imperial Port. So, let, let, okay. So, I think this is worth discussing a little bit. What is a Pale Ale? What is an IPA? What's a double IPA? And what is a Imperial Pale Ale? Yeah. Because they're all different. They all have different characteristics. So, let me take a stab at this real quick. You can feel free to, to jump in as you want. Okay. Pale Ale is going to have moderate hop flavor and aroma might seem less than moderate with the palates that we have today right because we're used to over hopped you know things like right. that um pale will also have a decent maltiness to it as well then an ipa will be hopped forward excuse me bitterness will be ramped up a little bit Especially an American IPA, you're going to get yeah. a lot of citrusy or, you know, other flavors derived specifically from the hops. Will also generally be a sweeter beer in order to contrast yeah. the, the bitterness. Eh, West Coast generally. ones. Yeah, I West mean, Coast it's, ones it's, can be pretty pretty hop bombs. Yeah. Imperial from Imperial IPA from IPA. What you're going to get there is you're going to get more alcohol, but you're going to get more saturated flavor. You know, if you, if you use a color analogy, instead of a light yellow, it's going to be a rich, deep yellow, right? The, you're going to get that flavor saturation. Now, with this one, you're not so much getting flavor saturation above a pale ale. You're getting this stealthy booziness that isn't readily apparent up front. You're getting... The hops might be a little more saturated than a regular pale ale. I would say, I would give it that. I would give the hops a little more saturated. The malt's not, right? Like IPA to double IPA, there's a lot more malt in it, right? This one doesn't, while they added the booze, they didn't really add much malt flavor, you know, to correspond with that. So I I can see where this is a class of its own that doesn't fit in any of those other three buckets. When I saw Grateful Dead, I was kind of hoping that this might be a pale ale on acid. (laughs) You know, uh, a, a little bit, uh, a little bit out of control in, in in some senses, and a little bit going wild. But this isn't really going particularly wild. It's it's more boozy than a typical pale ale. I'll have a little bit more just to yeah. But that being said, we also took the stopper off to pour a little bit more because I'm I'm liking it. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. It, it, it's not it's not bad by any stretch of the means. I just I'm yeah. I want to delve more into it because mm-hmm. it, there's interesting things going on here. But I'm not quite sure how to describe it yet. And thankfully we have more. Yeah. I'm not going to open the stopper yet tonight because we need to have a test. Yeah. So there we go. So just so you know, it's a 750 milliliter bottle. And how am I going to say this? I would say there is five inches of beer left in it. So it is about an inch and a half below the curve on the neck. Right. So that's I wouldn't I wouldn't stop a bottle much more empty than this. Yeah. Because when you have too much headspace, too much air is in there. So this is kind of as far as I would go before I would say we're killing this bottle tonight and I'm not putting a stopper on it. So now, sidebar, what would happen if you would fill up the space with carbon dioxide? If you could purge the oxygen from the bottle, it would have uh, you wouldn't get any staling, you know. So with a lot of oxygen in there. Common, um, common uh, knowledge or intuition, or what I hear, what I you know tend to find online is, you know, you really want to finish that beer within two or three days. I've had beers like this for two weeks and have not noticed staling on it. Not going to say every beer does that, but I've had good luck with yeah. the Xyluses keeping beers like this for several weeks yeah. and not noticing any staling. 
Or you could fill it with nitrogen, you could fill it with argon, something that's not going to... Nitrogen will actually infuse in, so you kind of don't okay. want to do that. Um, CO2 would keep all the gas where it is, right? Put the right yeah. amount of head pressure on it, and that would be a good way to go. I know a guy who uses... Um, we talked about him a long time ago. A guy used to be the father of someone who lived next to me in the townhouse, right? Um, he had wine on tap at his bed and breakfast, and he switched away from using nitrogen because it was getting infused into the wine to argon. He was actually had yeah. argon tap, yeah. which was pushing... I can't. I don't know what a tank of argon would cost, but it, argon is. I mean, argon is about one percent of the atmosphere. It's pretty. It, it's around, okay. right? And it's uh, you know, it, it, you know, it goes nitrogen, oxygen, argon, essentially, okay. and then right. and then the rest of other things that are trace. There's a lot of argon, and argon is it's heavy enough that it doesn't it, float away. It, it, it's heavy enough. It's a noble element, so it doesn't interact. With much of anything, I wonder how they. Se- oh, this is a poster thing. I wonder how they sequester argon, right? Yeah, that, have, that's chemistry. Yeah. That, that's that's not my field, unfortunately. Yeah. Anyway, I have a uh, actually, I have a patentable idea on how to improve the bottle stopper for beer. So I'm not going to talk about it right now. I'll talk to I'll talk to you about it off the air and see what you think. But I probably will never be able to actually get the prototype for this thing built. But I have the idea for the best bottle stopper. All right. All right. So we're uh, we poured a little bit more of the American Beauty Dogfish Heads uh, Grateful Dead homage beer Imperial Pale Ale brewed with granola and American hops. There's a little Grateful Dead bear holding a beer on it. Mm. It's still making me do a little. It's not quite a pucker. It's a mm-hmm. it's a tongue pucker, I guess you could say. A tongue is sort of you know doing that little thing where it's tipping I've, off the the I don't, top of my know, roof, roof of my mouth. Again, I I can't speak of any area of authority on this, but I still think they're going for a weedy, weedy <laughs> type beer. I'm just tasting dank hops, and while it's not hops, but well, it's not weed. It's it's dank hops. It's the closest thing you can really get to without putting the, the nasty I've in the beer. I've had beers from Dogfish Head that more tasted so. more okay. like certain marijuana that I have imbibed or smelled. <laughs> now my 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 uh, my disposition of thinking about the Grateful Dead is really fucking with me. I'm sorry, I can't say that on the main show. I normally do not say that in the main show. I just thought I smelled patchouli. Put a quarter in the swear jar. <laughs> I thought I just smelled patchouli in the glass. Patchouli. So it's just messing with me, looking at the bear. I'm thinking of a girl that I used to date, I guess. <laughs> All right, next. Let's rinse this glass out. Get the dirty hippie stink out of my glass. <laughs> Who wants that patchouli nonsense in your beer? So we're not doing the spice beers. Yeah. This is an imperial porter, so let's stay away from that. We're going to do the clown shoes next. All right. This is the clown shoes. Genghis pecan. Pecan pie porter. We got the guy on the label who looks... is Genghis Khan, apparently, but he's throwing pies at turkeys. Literally. <laughs> he's Turkeys are attacking him. Uh-huh. He's throwing pies. So it's obviously a Thanksgiving-themed beer. It's 2013 version, apparent on the label. 
no little laser itching or anything. It says right on the label 2013. Now, we didn't mention that um, Dogfish Head is from Delaware. Uh, Cloud Cheese is from Ipswich, Massachusetts. This is 7% alcohol by volume. It is a porter brewed with roasted pecans. Pecan. Pecan all, the, pecan. all the southerners are going to yell at if you say pecan. Even though I think I just said it. Pecan. Right, Mr. Spencer? Pecan. This is a normal bomber with a normal sized neck. So I'm going to use... Let's see. Which one's the skinniest? They're about the same. About the same. Yeah, they're, they're, they're... I think this one's probably a little skinnier. I'm going to use this green one. I think it's Joey. Yes, it is. So I'm doing this to set this one up to fail, right? To see if it is at all too skinny uh-huh. to seal the bottle. It has a pretty snug fit. I'm, I'm optimistic on that one, actually. All right. So this is a dark beer. This has, as you would expect from a porter, has a nice bare head to it. You know, it's a little bit of a head, but not much. I would expect the nuts to kill any head retention. The oil from the, the nuts. The oil from the nuts. So. Yeah, this is the Joey Expanding Bottle Stopper Assorted Colors. It is four ninety five a piece. Free shipping on orders over $25 because... It comes from Dozen Egg and fulfilled by Amazon. So I don't think Prime is on this one. So they use brown sugar and pecans or pecans roasted Ooh, that smells good. by friends at Q's Nuts in Somerville, Massachusetts. Not these nuts? Not these nuts, Q's Nuts. The, uh, the nose is great on this thing. You get some nuttiness, but you get some nice smokiness. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, the the aroma we have had the, the other almost uh, a bit of oak too. It, it's a really wonderful aroma. The other pecan beer we had was from Louisiana, right? We've had uh, southern pecan from Lazy Magnolia, Lazy Mississippi. Magnolia, Mississippi. Okay. We we really do enjoy that beer. It's been a long time since we've had it, but yeah, I remember that being good. It has a yeah really nice aroma on it. You're definitely getting nuttiness. You're definitely getting sort of that sort of brown sugar molassesy stuff, but it's not an over. It's not an overt molasses. It's kind of dip, dipping the background. So they call it. No, they don't call it. It's just called pecan pie porter. When I smell this, I smell some of the aromas that I love in imperial stout. You know, I'm smelling. Let me let me try to put words out. I just I'm teasing the. Ooh. There's that smell that I smell in the, my favorite Imperial Stouts. Now let me try to figure out what those words are. All right. Jeff struggles with words. The podcast. <laughs> that, 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 that's, <laughs> that could be our subtitle. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's a little bit peaty. There's a faint, faint wisp of scotch in there, but but nothing you know, nothing crazy. I think there's. A, I'm getting a. I'm getting a little bit of the peaty part of the scotch. Maybe not the 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 whiskey oh, part yeah. of the scotch, right? Yeah, I guess there's a little bit of that. I mean, uh, I was all the way towards thinking more on the cognac side. Okay. Kind of the nutty stuff, but yeah. so let's see, a little bit of peatiness. And then <laughs> I love how careful you are. Yes, well, you're the one that loves the peatiness. 
I love penis. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then from there, I'm going to say it, it's a strange mix between a not very aromatic anise and brown sugar, right? It's not. It's not quite. Nutmeg, it's maybe? not. Yeah, it's not quite licorice, right? So but like, not quite as sharp as nutmeg. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to say black licorice, right? Because it's not that sharp. But just a hint of that, maybe like something that's been a little bit staled, but then tie that in with some brown sugar, and that's that's kind of where I'm going. I haven't tasted this thing yet, but this thing just smells wonderful. That last sniff was a lot more um, chocolate malt. I could actually smell brewing ingredients in the last sniff. I got some barley. It, it smelled. Yeah. It smelled a lot Especially like... Especially as you coat your glass and yeah. really give it some service area. The, I, I, I had a few Edmund Fitzgeralds on Friday night and very similar smell. You know, that classic American porter smell yeah. is what I got out of that last sniff. Yeah, I think Edmund Fitzgerald is no longer my favorite porter in America. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It, there are other... I mean, I, I had one recently and it, it may have been old. Okay. Cause it was, I think it was a little oxidized. But it also... I think I've had porters recently, especially since we've been in the GABF and stuff, uh-huh. that have hit me in a, in a much, you know, there, uh, better place. I When I had it Friday night, I had it up against stiff competition of not porters. I had a Headhunter. Yeah. I had uh, Atwater's Vanilla Java Porter, so flavored porter. So when I had it, it was kind of just your standard stripped-down bare-bones porter is how it tasted on my palate because of the flight. I still liked it a lot, but it, it tasted stripped down compared yeah. to Headhunter yeah. And, oh, yeah. and and Atwater's you know, Vanilla Java, which you forget how good it is for a fruited or a flavored beer, right? It is vanilla, fruited. I mean, vanilla coffee. Vanilla is a fruit. Yeah, so it's coffee. Vanilla coffee. You forget how how solid it is. You, you know, the, the skeptic in me thinks, oh, Vanilla Java, it's going to have some kind of gimmicky flavor to it but really it's straight up good yeah you know and you skeptics like me if you haven't had in a while you forget and you read the name and you're like oh it's adjuncty but it's not it's a solid beer yeah adjuncty is getting to be less and less of a thing yeah. we've talked about that before a couple a but, lot of times but, but again how many vanilla java beers do you have taste fake a lot not recently less and less okay let's get back to the beer as I'm letting it warm even more and 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 surrounding me in in my glass, some of the volatile oils from the pecans are coming out more. So I'm definitely mm-hmm. smelling those. It smells. It does kind of smell like a pecan pie. First sip, really smoky is what I get. I'm getting a lot. What? Take your temperature. Mine's at 74 degrees. That's a little warm. Tastes fine. I got 64. Okay. I must have shot the edge of the glass or something. Um, my first... It, it, I would have... Like, if I'm tasting this blind, I'm pretty sure I would have gone Roush beer or something or, or smoked porter. I mean, it's really smoky. Yeah, I'm not... I'm not disagreeing with you. I got 61 on yeah. that. Oh, that's I mean, really smoky. And... It's roasted pecans. I'm not saying smoke is or is not in this beer. I think the beer works. But you're tasting it blind, you're going to say it's some kind of smoked 
I don't think I would say raspberry. I think I would say smoked porter. I think there's enough chocolate and other things carrying. Another episode of Jeff talks about what he thinks he would taste <laughs> if he was tasting it blind. <laughs> Want to use the curse word again? No. I'm just curious. No, one, you, one's enough. One's enough. Yeah. Uh, I, I think we're okay with, with shit, but it's just you know any, anything <laughs> anything beyond that we try to save for the post show. Yeah, because there might be kids in the car. <laughs> why kids did, are okay. Why did this. Uncle Jeff say the f word? <laughs> but your kids call me Uncle Jeff, right? Because they've heard me in the car so much. I know. <laughs> and they just call me that weird guy with Uncle Jeff, <laughs> creepy Uncle Greg. I, I I can't get that smoke out of my mind when you you know put it in there. It, no it's, it's it it's right on the money I mean it tastes smoked it it doesn't taste like a pecan pie at least not a really good pecan pie a good I, I mean that because I've had pretty crappy pecan pies and I've had amazing pecan pies mm-hmm. and amazing pecan pies taste really amazing. And they don't have the kind of astringency that this has, which you know, supporter is going to have astringency. Yeah, yeah. They don't have; um, they have more of a of a caramelly sweetness to it. This doesn't have well, a yeah, whole I mean, lot of overt sweetness there. Pecan pies can be pretty sweet. You yeah, know? there's a lot, lot going on, yeah, a lot of sugar, a lot of. But so, I'm saying, if you call it a pecan, por- yeah. a pecan pie porter on the label, you're setting an expectation, and yeah. I'm not sure where the expectation yeah. is fulfilled. You're right. You know, it should have a pecan pie porter should have. It should be pretty sweet and malty. It should have a bit of a crusty type flavor right. to it, and the nuts should be somewhat apparent, right? But in the pie, the nuts really aren't that. You no, know, the, the the caramel and the sugar yeah. is apparent, and the bourbon. If you get a good pecan mm-hmm. pie mm-hmm. porter, um, the nuts are there and they add now, something to it. Now but... that being said, I like this beer. This is good. I'm not beer. saying it's bad. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah. it's so, set up. So an I, I don't want to spend too much time bashing. The title of the beer. It's not I, just the title; it's how it's labeled, and, and know, that plays that plays a role. Right. I, but I want okay. I don't want to forgive them simply okay. because the mm-hmm. beer is good for setting up an expectation okay. that I believe is false. Right. I ask you for permission to stop thinking of this as a pecan pie beer, and let's talk from here on out right. about the beer that's in the glass. Okay. Can we do that? Okay. All right. Another thing about it, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. All right, so I'm going back to the beer. Going back to the aroma. The beer is quite warm now. I'm starting to get a little bit of boozy off the beer, even though it's like only 7%. 62, 63 degrees is what I'm at right now. See, there's definitely that, that bit of astringency mm-hmm. you would expect out of a decent porter. Uh, it has... Hmm. Okay, Smoke chocolate sort- notes, dark chocolate notes, with, with a lot of bitterness that's coming through mm-hmm. on that. A little bit of, of vanilla. Not a whole lot that I'm getting from the brown sugar that's there. I'm getting some of the nuts. It has some of the flavors that you get from an imperial porter. You know, the, like a Baltic porter. I'm sorry, a Baltic porter. Okay, You get some of where it's... Kind of astringent, but also a little bit cloyingly sweet. You know, like there's a little how do how do I want to say it? Maybe a boozy sweet thing going on. Um, I agree with you on the boozy because you can taste the alcohol mm-hmm. here. 
it's not it's not as much like in, in the last one in in the dogfish one. I actually tasted something that was reminiscent of vodka. I there was a, a yeah. bit. Of, I mean, this one's a seven. I would say it tastes like a nine. Yeah, I'm with you there. It has a solvency and a little bit of the booziness that you know feels more like a nine than a seven. And like Jeff said, and Jeff kept saying in the beginning, and he's right. There's there's some smokiness there. Mm-hmm. There's some some character of smoke. Mm-hmm. Good beer. If you want pecan pie, you might be a little disappointed. Yeah. Rinse this glass because that's a thick coating of smoky beer on the glass. All right, we're gonna go on the stone. But not the hot stones yet. We're going to do the Swede Imperial Port. This is a collaboration between Ten Barrel, Stone, and Blue, and Blue Jacket. Jacket. And uh, without getting on the internet, I don't know where Ten Barrel or Blue Jacket are. So, let's see. Oregon is Ten Barrel. Bend, Oregon. And I'm trying to find out where the other one is from. Well... That's neither here nor there. So they have avocado honey, jasmine, and calendula flowers. I don't even know what those are. They hmm, let's see. It's it's a nine point six percent alcohol by volume. Don't know. That's interesting. <laughs> okay, so it is not. Wow, it's real dark, but with brown highlights. Not quite as dark as the clown shoes because of those highlights. Has about a half a finger's worth of a kind of kind of whitish head. Hmm. Okay, so Blue Jacket Brewery is in... Nope, nope, that's not it. <laughs> Washington, D.C. Really? Yeah. They uh, haven't heard of them. They were established in 2013. There we go. So, okay, maybe uh, next year when we go down, we'll stop at Blue Jacket and DC Brow. We haven't been to DC Brow yet. Wow, there's a lot of what I am guessing are floral components, but I'm not. I'm not identifying them easily. Right. Let's see. Canandula is a big yellow flower. It looks a bit like a sunflower, but not so big in the center. That's what the internet does for you. Oh, but it's tiny like a daisy. It's like a yellow daisy. My first pictures were inaccurate. It's in the marigold genus. Hmm. Oh, wait. It is a marigold. It's in the genus of... Uh, Hibiscus, her, her ba- oh, that. Hibiscus, yeah. No, it's herbaceous. I read it wrong. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a marigold. Another one of these where I'm noticing alcohol on, on the aroma. We'll I mean, these are week? high. Six point nine point six. It, it's a yeah. yeah we all, picked a big show. Yeah. So the the nose on this thing again. Another episode of Jeff pretending he was blindfolded. I, smelling this, I would not smell a black beer. It doesn't smell. It smells 
It smells floral, but not rose, not mm-hmm. quite potpourri. There's, yeah. you know, there, there's that character of of flowers where they give off a. I mean, obviously, they've been around for flowering plants have been around for what uh, thirty or forty million years. They've had time to 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 evolve a, a particularly a particular type of of aromatic compound, but they're not all the same. What kind of honey did they use? Did you say they use avocado honey? I have no idea what avocado honey would taste like. I imagine probably slightly like avocados. I mean, it, I mean, they're it's not... so far out of the any. It's so far away from any honey I've tasted. It. Yeah. I, I I don't even have a benchmark to even start guessing what avocado honey would provide. I'm going to jump into the flavor here. Huh. Hmm. There is kind of a. Oh. Now I know what avocado honey tastes like. I think. Did you notice the jasmine? I got a little bit of the jasmine, but you know, the first part of the taste was this neat kind of lemony honey flavor. Kind of tart and not not citrusy really. I don't think citrus is a good way to put it. But maybe kind of like the lemon, not like from lemon juice, but more of like a lemon jolly rancher type lemon flavor. Mm. Right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm not sure they make lemon jelly ranchers, but you know, you all know what I'm talking about right now. Yeah, and and kind of a cross between. Well, it, it's all. It's also a little bit like a ricola, without the overt medicininess. Mm-hmm. But you know, that that's kind of a honey, honey mint and ginger kind mm-hmm. of thing. It, it, but it, it, it's a it's a very unique floral bouquet mm-hmm. on your on your mouth. So it, it's really interesting. I'm I'm actually enjoying it a lot. Uh, trying to, yeah, to come that, up with, with the way, way to explain it. While I'm trying to come up, why don't you tell us what the brand of stopper, oh, stopper. used on this? Sure. So this is a normal 22-ounce bomber. So the thicker diameter xylus would work fine in it. But what we used this time was the flip-top stopper creates airtype seal 3-pack from True. Let me try to get to the... I'm on my... How do you spell that? True... T-R-U-E. Just true. Okay. Yeah. It's sold by MBW Northwest. I mean, I'm on the I'm on our Amazon store page. I'm trying to actually load the <laughs> Amazon.com. No, Amazon.com does not exist. That's right. That's right. It doesn't exist. In fact, you know what time of year it is. That's what you <laughs> Sorry about that. Well, I figure we should continue the Spanish thing. Uh... So, we have many ways you can help us out. But the easiest and best way, especially this time of year when you're buying gifts for everybody, is uh, to go to Amazon.com. But, as we've told you before, Amazon.com, they shut down. They or they just... It's been... It's occupied by spammers. So, they decided to do is they contacted us and they said, Look, look guys, we like your show. Why don't we put our, our real store behind your shows page and so we said fine okay and they, and they said hey we'll give you a little bit of money from every transaction if, if people do that 
we said fine why not so that's what we did and you can go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon and you can get uh, whatever you want buy whatever you want and you don't it doesn't cost you any additional money to buy anything but we get a little cut you know we're, we're tight with JB's now yeah um, so this is yeah this is a nine ninety nine with free shipping on orders over thirty five oh prime you get prime shipping on this one um, you get three for for ten bucks I think that's a better price point than Xylus. my concern with this one is the stopper part that expands is not as rubbery and it's more plasticky than the other ones and non scientifically my intuition is this one's not going to seal as tight. But I'm also willing to be uh, to be surprised. Has a longer lever. You can really uh, give it a good yeah. torque on this one. Now, if you want to get one of these and do an experiment for yourself, you can slightly do that again through craftyradio.com/amazon. Now, I, we'll see how these go. I think what we're going to end up saying is buy the xyluses and then get one of these for the bottles. The xyluses don't fit, but. We don't we'll know see. for sure. But the price point, like, like I have to check the price point. If you can get, like, ten of these or the price of, like, five Xyluses or something, then you might change your mind a little bit, so. But another thing that we recommend is you should be able to glasses that we always use. Yes, we haven't had anybody complain to us about these once they've bought them. Everybody so, has raved about them once they've bought them. A little bit of a price point. You know, it might be hard to choke down the $20 for two snifters. But uh, I can't offer you a money-back guarantee. But... I'll give you the next best thing, which is me not offering you a money-back guarantee. Uh, <laughs> That's the next best thing. <laughs> give, give them a try. And we don't make a lot of money off your $20 no, spiel no. purchase. I'm not pushing, Maybe a buck. I'm not pushing them because we're getting rich from these things. I'm pushing them because we love these glasses. And we think that, I think that it's worth $20 to get, I think it's going to enhance your beer experience that much. For twenty dollars, that that's a bottle of one of these <laughs> next one, the one of these we have coming up. Yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, that's the that's that's the commercial. Thank you very much for everyone who has supported us so far this holiday season. And uh, again, if you're going Christmas shopping, craftbeerradio.com/slash/amazon is where you start and finish. Back to the beer. This is the Stone uh, Suede Imperial Porter. The collaboration. Now, like Stone likes to do, it ends pretty bitter. It ends with with um, with a bitter hop note, which I think is I mm-hmm. think is Cascade. But I'm not quite sure. You're right. I wasn't really paying attention to that, you know. But yeah, as I'm drinking my tiny little sample of this beer, it's gotten significantly more bitter. The first couple sips, you were getting some wonderful herbaceous essence, you know, the honey, that that lemony but not acidic flavor, all that stuff. Now, yeah, it's getting more and more bitter every sip. Still good. It just, uh, the bitter is building. Mm-hmm. And it becomes more of a pronounced difference every sip you take because you get... This, like you said, this you know herbaceous uh, burst, and then the bitter comes quicker and quicker, and it and it slowly mm-hmm. but surely sort of is overtaking that uh, those 
those perfumey notes. Now, I don't know whether those perfumey notes, if they stuck around, if they'd get overbearing or not. Maybe that was a decision that they decided to do as they were brewing the beer. I do know that it's reminding me of some of the reasons why I'm not a huge fan of things like Arrogant Bastard, because it just gets to be overwhelming. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think the, the initial couple of tastes were good. It's starting to get to the point where it's like, all right, I've had yeah, kind we, of enough of it. We've had really small samples. You know, like this glass is only, it's less than an inch below the shoulder. About this two bottle. ounces. Maybe well, this bottle's less than, yeah. Right. And the first couple of sips were great. And then it kind of, like like Greg just said. So get your get your bottle stoppers and have a little bit now, and a little bit tomorrow. And, uh, you know, take your time going through this yeah. one. Well, speaking of stone, we do have a uh, a couple beers that we've been saving for last because we've heard that these are some pretty spicy beers. Yeah, I saw, uh, you know, Greg doing his uh, video blog of these beers. Greg Cook. Greg Cook. Sounds... Very spicy, and I'm normally not one to chase the the white whales to look for these ultra hype rare beers. But for some reason, I just really wanted to try these. Um, our stone distributor here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, didn't get any of these. They're not happy about that. Um, but my brother-in-law was coming down for um, second Thanksgiving, which is when we do Heather's family on Saturday instead of Thursday. And he lives up in Newcastle, and he went over to Vintage Estates over in Ohio. And they had two bottles of Crime and two bottles of Punishment left. So he got me one of each. Nothing of Southern, Southern Shard, which is the other one in the series. Uh, these are both from VE, which is expensive, but not as expensive in Pit, as it is in Pittsburgh. These are both $22 bottles. $23 bottles. So that gives you an idea of... And they're not 750s. There are um, 500 ml bottles. Wow. Okay, so this is crime, which are this is crime, right? Yeah, crime, yep. which are trying first. It's the 2003, 2013 series batch number eight. It is their Lucky Bastard Ale, which is a mix of Arrogant Bastard and Double Bastard and, and Oak Bastard. Bastard. Never had Lucky Bastard yeah. by itself. Uh, you know, if you listen to yeah. Greg's video blog it, it's an amazing blend of all things bastard yeah. uh, so then they took uh, freshly harvested local peppers including mid-level heat red and green jalapenos and ultra hot black nagas Caribbean red hots and maruga scorpions and fatalis and then they aged it in bourbon barrels wait there's peppers called scorpion and there's peppers called fatal <laughs> <laughs> oh boy yeah I can't get the cork out <laughs> it is not budging one bit 102 IBUs 9.6% alcohol by the come on cork I'm gonna have to use a cork screw I think do you have one here I thought I did do you see it I don't um, see one well, I'll work on it a little bit more if I break the cork off I'll get the cork screw I'll give it a little more Lever action. Oh, looks it's like moving. it's coming. Looks it's like it's moving. Coming. That's where All we're right. So it's aged in Kentucky bourbon barrels, American oak. Um, bottled in October 2013. Here it comes. 500 milliliters, which is one pint 
point and point nine fluid ounces. So yeah, nine point six percent alcohol. Smells like peppers, my friend. <laughs> we'll do uh, about an ounce right. in case it is like nuclear. That's about two ounces, probably, but that's okay. okay you think it's more? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> so this is a narrow neck one. I'm going to try to fit it with Xylus, see if the Xylus fits. Yeah, Xylus would work. Let's go with uh, hmm. another one of these. Uh, the last one we used, which was the, the one from Sure, the Flip Top Stopper. Ooh, that does smell peppery. Very hot, indeed. It smells good. It, uh, <laughs> it actually reminds me a lot. They didn't don't have they didn't say habanero in here at all. But a couple of years ago, uh, one of my uh, coworkers grew a whole bunch of peppers and had a bunch to take home. I took them home. I dried them. They were sitting on the shelf, all dried. I'm like, I'm gonna. I, I use my spice grinder, grind them into just a fine powder, and that blend of those peppers smells a lot like this hmm. one. Yeah, it does have a, a nice fruity. I mean, that's the mm-hmm. thing about about these hot peppers is they also have a wonderful fruity component to them. A lot of them do. It's just it's also hidden within a huge amount of capsaicin. It's a fruit that's hard to qualify mm-hmm. except for pepper. So there's a lot of heat. I just took a tiny little sip. And it's uh, just starting to fire, catch fire. Greg's actually swishing it around. I kept mine pretty localized in the center of my mouth. He was swishing his around. <laughs> it's hot. Very, very hot. <laughs> it's a lot hotter um, than, than most pepper beers are used to. It has good flavors to it, though. It's going to be hard to describe here, I think. You're just going to listen to us. Like, yeah. L- listen to us, like, have our first, like... Pepper trip on this thing. <laughs> There's something that's kind of um, queso on, in the flavor. You getting like something kind of like cheesy? No, no, no. Uh, I'm, I'm getting, getting something like all the peppers are coming together and they're hot. But I'm getting something that's reminding me of like nacho cheese. Mm. If anything, toffee notes. Okay, um, I can see the toffee. And then stone bitterness, as you might expect. But these are based on arrogant bastards, so I wouldn't expect anything less. Now, now here's what I'm wondering. Well, is it worth tasting punishment tonight? I got a lot of heat on my palate already. Maybe we take a break and come back or something. <laughs> I, I can't imagine us finishing this sample and going straight on the punishment. It doesn't look like there's any difference in the peppers that are used. It's just they use double bastard instead of lucky bastard, which has double bastard in it. <laughs> so, I yeah, I don't know how much difference it's going to be. Okay. But well, okay. There is there's going to be a difference because it's actually less ideas. This is higher alcohol. This one's barrel aged, right? Or they're both barrel aged. Oh, they're both okay. That that this one, the punishment is less IBUs <clears throat> and higher alcohol. 
Okay. So I'm kind of curious. That should make the uh, heat sting a little bit more. The higher alcohol. I want to see if there's a difference at okay. all. I, I think it's important to, to get it out there. If we're going to do one, we should do the other. If they're twenty, if they're twenty three dollars, people should know. All right, but I'm concerned we just won't be able to taste anything beyond the heat by the time we finish this sample and get on to the next one. Well, let's see. Okay, it's an interesting experiment, right? Yeah. So, what am I tasting here in here beyond the heat? Let me try another sip here and see if I can get something out of this. So, the beer, you know, Greg makes it sound like. Um, he actually says, you know, it will rip the beard off your face. It's hot. But, I mean, Greg, you're not you're not a firehead, you know. Right. You it, it, you're okay, right? It's yeah. not it's not driving you crazy. Your ears aren't ringing. You don't have steam coming out of your ears or anything. It's staying in my mm-hmm. in my mouth and it's not really doing the esophageal burn so much. I'm getting a little bit of esophageal burn, but you know, it's it's kind of a good heat and it's it's, it's staying around. Yeah, it's not too hot for me, and I'm enjoying it. I think it. I think there's wonderful flavors in here. Uh, I, I think if you are totally averse to heat, you're not going to like it at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you enjoy some heat, a couple ounces isn't, isn't going to kill you. Yeah. And it's not. The heat isn't building so much. It's it's there, but it's not getting overpowering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's definitely like a Mexican type heat, yeah. not necessarily an Indian heat or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a Thai heat. It's mm-hmm. not an Indian heat. It's definitely a Mexican heat. Give a little sip of water just to kind of get some of the flavors out. I'm gonna go back in to try to see if I can get some flavors beyond the heat, because you know the heat is the remarkable thing about it so far. So one of the flavors I'm getting. I really don't have a great basis for this, but I think I got something to add about you here. I told you about that pepper powder that I made earlier. Mm-hmm. When I ground that up, I ground seeds and all, right? Mm-hmm. And it really had a different flavor than when I was slicing habaneros and just using the pulp, right? Mm-hmm. And this has that seed pure, you know, seed powder type flavor to it. Yeah, you know, they say seeds are the hottest. I've never done independent research to know how much heat are in the seeds. I don't know if you have a feeling about on that. Well, the, the capsaicin builds up in the glands, and the glands are where the seeds are formed. So they're going to have the most buildup of capsaicin. Okay, but uh, maybe you know the seeds are a little more fibrous, right, than the pulp is, right? A little more woody, and I think maybe there's a little bit woody's not a great example because people are going to think oat or something like that. No, but it's more of a soft. Well, it's like you know, the, it's like the stem of a broccoli. It's, yeah. it's woody. It's it's not it's not wood. Yeah. But so I'm, I think I'm getting a little more woodiness yeah. out of this. Like the the seeds are included in the the pepper. Remember, it was aged in bourbon mm-hmm. barrel, so there's going to be. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about that too. I like crime. It's good. <laughs> I'm glad I like I, crime. I'm, I'm glad I sought it out. Actually, now we like punishment. I'm glad I I'm glad I sought for the uh, the rare beer. I can taste the rare. Well, I can taste the spice. <laughs> Careful. It slipped out of my hand. It's so hot. Um, it's hard to put, you know, distinct... Fla- I mean, we don't have a... I don't have a great vocabulary for pepper flavors. Right. And this is just delivering a bunch of distinct and separate... 
delicious pepper pepper flavors. It, go, it, it's, it's, it tells a great story. I just don't have the vocabulary to relay it. We're going to go a little off book and try to try to bring some things in here. Um, artichoke. Um, that's one thing I think I'm tasting. I would, there was another one that was that, that kind of my mind is not pulling it as well. But I don't know if you ever had like a steamed artichoke. But there's a you get sort of a lovely flavor out of yeah. I think all my I think all my artichokes have been pickled, so maybe a slight, um, kind of like a a really nice cabbage, like a Napa cabbage, and then a fruitiness that I can only really describe as uh, an ancho or habanero mm-hmm. chili. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the couple of these peppers are, but they must be, you know, a, a, a variation of habanero. Because it's such a familiar flavor to peppers I've had a lot. Mm-hmm. And really, you know, habanero is where I go to. No, they say mid-level heat, red and green jalapeno. I don't find jalapenos to be all that flavorful a pepper. I mean, they've they got heat. But they're mostly grassy. They don't really have a huge amount of flavor. But... Caribbean Red Hots. Those, those might be the... Um, I'm trying to think. No, those are Scotch bonnets. Never mind. Those aren't Caribbean. Um, I was going to say, you know, those are like practically habaneros, but I don't. And then these Mor- Morgua scorpions and Fatalis. No idea. I think it's Moruga. Moruga. Okay, yeah, you're right. Hmm. Crime. It's bottled in October. The mash, the boil, and the whirlpool are classified. Ultra hot with fruity flavors from the peppers up front. Green jalapeno. I'm going to look for that in my last sip here. Greg's already rinsing. Yeah, there's a lot of good fruity flavors here. But... Those are the kind of flavors that come with spice. And um, I think I may have read or imagined and dreamed it was possible that people are trying to make a non-spicy habanero. So you get some of that fruity flavor Mm -hmm. without having the capsaicin. I don't know how effective it is. Mm -hmm. But that's a, a wonderful fruitiness on the habanero. So if you're wondering if crime is worth it, for the rarity and the $23 or whatever your local price is for it. I'd say, yeah, I like that. It's going to last a long time because you're not going to drink a pint of it. Well, I say hold off until next week when we can tell you how well these stoppers do. <laughs> because this is a beer that you're not going to drink in one night. Mm-hmm. And you want to make sure that... But the Xylus is fit, so we know yeah. the Xyluses will keep the beer well. Okay, it's another tight cork in punishment. Same price, twenty two ninety nine at Vintage Estates. So this is Board just based on, on 2013 Double Bastard. Same, uh, okay, they, yeah, the same peppers. Like we said, it's different on IBUs, less IBUs, higher alcohol. Also aged in Kentucky bourbon barrels. 
court was much easier to get out. They say it's jaw-dropping quantities of peppers. Jaw-dropping quantities. Oh, we didn't talk about it. The color looks essentially the same. It looks like it looks like Bastard. Bastard. Yeah. It's a tea-colored brown ale, American amber. You know, that ballpark of things. All right. So we're going to use the other, the, the, the Pedri or Perdini or whatever it was on this one. If this one's... Oh, ooh. Mm. No, we're not going to use that because I'm not going to waste this on a 20... I, w- I closed it, gave it a little tug on the thing, it comes right out. That's not a good sign. This beer costs... Is that the same for the... Uh... Well, it's on the dogfish, right? right. No, it's it's in snug. Okay, the dogfish fits snug, but that does so not... So I am not going to waste a $23 beer with something that pulls out that easily. So I just use a good old Xylus on it. Yeah, because we're out of the... I used all three of the other ones. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to do a Xylus on this one. That feels... <laughs> that looks like a good snug yeah. fit. Yep. Let's try to pull in all these, huh? Yeah, they're all in there tight. The the one that was probably my forerunner, my my favorite Xylus alternative, just the, the, mecha- the construction, the feel, does not work... Well, on standard bottles. Not a good sign. All right, so the novelty of immediately smelling a huge pepper is is lost, but I think it would be there with this one if we had it first. Yeah, it's it's very much the same smell. It, it actually smells a little more. It's a little vanilla, more sweetness, yeah, a little, a little more, more vanilla yeah. than than the other one. I don't have that straight. Unfortunately, uh, my benchmark is this pepper powder that I've made that no one else has because I made it out of my neighbor's garden, right? But that the crime smelled just like it. This one has not as much of that woody, pulpy pepper smell. It has more vanilla, a little more sweetness to it. It's still there, the pepper smell. Just not as potent. There I smell hops in this, actually. I, I kind of did the little lay the glass on its side, roll it around, give it tons of surface area. I smell it. I smell a little bit of... Huh, that's, that's, it, that's different. Almost a little bit of hops. I'm not saying it's in there yet, but I smelled something that's almost a little bit um, phenolic. Almost like an off aroma, but... I'm not going to say it's there until I actually have something hit my tongue. So, I cough, but don't get that in your head as it's really hot. It actually feels less hot than crime. There's almost like a... I'm just going to give you a first impression here, even though it doesn't make much sense. Buttered corn on the cob. Maybe just the butter part. Hmm. It's different. It's definitely a different... The heat's coming in a different way. Mm-hmm. The heat was more 
kind of overt and fruity, and now it's really backing a sweetness. It's sneaky now, isn't yeah. it? It comes in the back. Yeah. And it might even be hotter. Come As it comes around, it's a little yeah. more building. Yeah. I'm glad we had both of them, because they are different. Yeah, beers. they are. Um, Huh. I think this one's significantly hotter. It, it's really digging into my tongue and my cheeks. <laughs> yeah, this is like a sambal. This this is this is pretty hot. This is Thai hot. Yeah, this one's not. Doesn't taste Mexican as much, right? Yeah. This one tastes a little more Asian in the spice. Not as fruity. Mm-hmm. The the fruit components aren't there. There's some sweetness. There's sugary sweetness from moths, but. The, the peppers are really really digging in. Sort of sweat a little. That's that's the point, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is this is a yeah. This is a significantly hotter beer, I think, than the crime. Which is funny because the first thing I taste is like, oh, that's weird. The punishment is is less harsh than the crime. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <clears throat> that's well. The, on Greg's video blog, he calls crime crime because it was a crime to ruin Lucky Bastard. I guess right. Lucky ba- never had Lucky Bastard. Talks about how people liked it so much that when they peppered it, you know, it was a crime to do such a thing to Lucky Bastard. And punishment's where you're thinking, you know, it's just like punishing. Yeah. Okay. Let's try this again here. Again, it's not. It's not like doing the challenge wings at your local wing shop where you have to sign a release. You know, it's not it's not painful. It doesn't make your ears ring. It doesn't ruin your experience. If you can tolerate a moderate amount of heat, you can you can handle these beers. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you're a wuss, you probably think it's too hot. I think the closest thing I would say is, you know, crime is more like sriracha and punishment is more like sambal. So, okay. so sriracha is less hot a little bit more fruity, and Zambal is really hot. Zambal is a little garlicky too. This doesn't really have a garlic flavor to it. But if you're ordering at one of those restaurants where they ask you how hot one through ten, these beers are about an eight. Crime is about an eight. Punishment is about a nine. Okay. Neither of them are as hot as a ten. No. The punishment is punishing you. It's really pushing that heat. Um, but it doesn't taste hot for, for the sip. The sip, yeah. you get the oakiness of the barrel. You get this lovely vanilla. It almost tastes like a cream soda or something like that right up front. You know, while it's in your mouth. You know, you get this cream soda type flavor. And then as you swallow, the heat is... Apparently, the heat is at least 25% more than the crime. Yeah, you know, it just feels like it's 25% hotter. These are interesting. Okay. <laughs> wow. I'm glad we tried them both in a row, too. Yeah. I just was worried that, you know, we were going to be burned out before we got this far. I don't think we are. That's, um... Whew. <laughs> I'm glad I seeked out the movie, the white whales. I'm glad I searched for these, Sometimes uh, the... these rare beers. I'm I'm a pepper fiend. You know, I like trying hot things. Mm-hmm. And uh, while I, you know, I don't quite go for the million Scoville unit hot sauces. Scoville units. Where would you put this? 
I have no idea. I mean, because you can I, measure, you can actually measure scoville. You can, but apparent for sauces, you know, and, and it all depends on dosages and whatnot. I'm going to throw a number out there. Might be helpful to someone. I'd say about 125,000, 150,000. Not, it's not okay. as hot as like the 200. Right. So jalapeno runs about 20,000, I think, right? 20 to 50? Yeah. But I got hot sauces that are like two fifty, right? Yeah, they're, uh, and they're habanero is about one hundred twenty. You, you got to be ca- you got to be careful with uh, the two fifties. Um, yeah, so I'd say about a one twenty five. So around habanero, mm-hmm. like chopping on a habanero and just a small bite. <laughs> you know, probably about like a half an inch off the end of the habanero. Well, that, this that... really coats your mouth because of beer. Mm-hmm. I mean, suppose yeah. a habanero, you can direct it. Yeah. Just coat your mouth, so it, it, it almost feels stronger than it is. These beers are awesome. Uh, Jeff Bear approves crime and punishment. Well, it's time to rank, Jeff. All right. Have some good beers tonight. Uh-huh. Which one do I like better? I, I think I like punishment better, actually. I like the story it tells. I like them both a lot, but... Uh... All right. Punishments and a little less pepper. I'm going to start from the top because I'm not sure where this is going to shake out. So, you know, trying to build suspense isn't going to work out for me tonight. Punishment number one, crime number two. Punishment wins by a just it wins by a little bit because there's two things it gives you. It gives you a little bit of that cream soda, that vanilla. That, so you get a little bit more barrel out yeah. of punishment. And and the hotness, like we said, about probably about twenty, twenty five percent hotter than the crime. I love them both. But I think if I had to, if you were only gonna buy one oh, don't buy one, buy them both. But <laughs> uh if you're only gonna buy one, buy the punishment. So number three. This one's tough for me. I um Actually, it's tough on a three-way here. I'm going to just talk them through. I'm going to I'm going to figure it out on the air here. What do you need to do, man? So, Suede Imperial Porter. This is the stone collaboration with Ten Barrel and Blue Jacket. Right. This one had that wonderful lemony, honey, what I think is from the avocado flavor. It had uh-huh. the jasmine in it. had the, the marigold flowers. But it got bitter, more and more bitter. But the first couple sips were light and airy and and fascinating. But it just got a little too bitter going on. So I think that's going to knock it down a little bit. Then I'm going to, let's see. The Clown Shoes Genghis Pecan. Pecan, pecan, pecan. Not a pecan pie beer, even though it's called a pecan pie porter. I love. I really like the smokiness in this beer. The pecans were in the aroma. They, there was nuts in the flavor, but the pecans really in the aroma. In the flavor, it was a smoked porter, a good smoked porter. American Beauty from Dogfish, Grateful Dead hippie hippie beer. Imperial Pale Ale had a. Good drinkability to it. The booze was sneaky. 9% on that puppy. Um, didn't taste a touch above 6.2. Until, you know, much later when it got really right. warm. Uh, I liked the dank hops. It could get a little bit of honey, cinnamon, granola type thing going on. 
All right, I just talked through all three beers. I'm still having a hard time figuring out which one's third. I think I'm going to give... Oh, it's so hard. How much do I penalize the Suede Porter for getting super bitter towards the end of my small sample? Because I love the first sip. Oh, it's so hard. I'm going to... have much of it. What's that? We didn't have much of it. I know we didn't have much. I'm going to have to penalize it because towards the end it just tasted bitter porter. But the first sip was so good. If it was just based on the first sip, that would be my next beer. Uh But I'm going to have to knock it down a little bit. So do I like the... I told you in the aroma... I'm really dragging this out. I'm sorry. It's all right. The pecan pie porter, the aroma... I'm like, that smells like an Imperial Stout that I love. And the smoky flavor, I really did like that. The American Beauty. It was more curious, but I really liked how it came together. Uh, Oh, my God. It's such a hard decision. I'm going to put the clown shoes in three. The American Beauty in four and the Suede Porter in five. There, there's just a razor margin between all of them. They're, they're all practically equal. Okay. Well, mine are a little bit more distinct, I think. My number five beer of the night. I'm gonna go uh, mm-hmm. bottom up. Number five beer of the night is Suede. I, uh, I liked the first sip a lot. I like those flavors that are coming through and 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 those you know, wonderful potpourri. But then the bitterness just builds and builds, and it doesn't lay up. And so after the first couple of sips, you, you lose that wonderful flavor. You're just getting bitter. That, that doesn't satisfy me as a mm. beer, especially a, a bomber. I mean, well, that, I mean, I mean, I'm glad I had I, two ounces of that. And, and I'm kind of glad I ranked it fifth yeah. now, right? Because could you imagine 12 ounces of that? Yeah. Eight ounces of a snifter. That's a lot of bitter. It's a lot of bitter. It just kept building up. So the first couple tastes were great, but then it all goes away. And so not really a big fan. Number four uh, is going to be punishment, actually. I think it's it's a little bit too punishing. I think it's a little str- – it, it, it's kind of strong on the heat so much that you lose the sweet flavors that you got out of crime, the, the, those wonderful fruity flavors. And so you're just going to get this first initial kind of sweetness, but then – it's not a, a super distinct and amazing sweetness that I can't pull anywhere else and I can't get from any other beer or anything. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's a general bourbony, t- caramelly sweetness. I get that in a lot of beers. And then I get this huge heat that, while I'm not saying I dislike it, uh, it is not ideal to me. Mm-hmm. My number three is going to be American Beauty. And mostly because I didn't didn't really feel like it... I'm not sure I am totally into the Imperial Pale Ale mindset. I, f- I feel like it it was decent. It had good flavors to it, but it didn't strike me as something that I'm really going to look at. Do you think again. it's a beer without a category? You think it? No, it's not that. It's okay. just it's just that I was I was not like, oh, this is a beer. Wow, I want to have more of this, and and, and the next time I see it, I'm going to drink some. No, not really. You know, I had it. I'm fine with it. Uh, Genghis Pecan goes for number two. The, you know, the, the big problem I have with Genghis Pecan is that they call it a pecan pie beer, and it's not, doesn't taste like pecan pie. 
So I don't think that they should do that on the label. They, I don't think that they should advertise it or market it as a pecan pie beer when it really doesn't taste like pecan pie. It tastes like a really good smoked porter. Uh, so, you know, I recommend it as a beer itself, but um, it crime beats it. As far as I'm concerned, crime okay. is great. Crime has these wonderful, free flavors with the with that spice. It's take it'll take a while for you to get through, but I think crime is great. I think crime is really, really good, and I recommend it, but not punishment so much. I might be willing to swap my one and two on the larger sample, right? We've done a small sample. You figure you go to a bar, say you can find a bar that has crime and punishment on tap. <laughs> Yeah, right. You would expect the pour to be what four ounces? Yeah, I couldn't expect any more than four ounces. Yeah. At four ounces, I think I might like crime better than punishment. I'm, I'm drinking through this now, the, the end of my two ounces, and uh, it's getting punishing. So, do you want to switch or not? <sighs> not yet. I'm not willing to make that point, but I could concede that there's a possibility. All right. Well, I'll, I'll rank. I'll keep you ranked as one and right. two, and and that'll be the ranking <clears throat> in the show notes, but. Right. We'll, uh, we'll we'll see where we go from here. Okay, so um, I guess uh, I guess that's it. Thank you, Greg, for hosting another episode of Craft Beer Radio with <laughs> well, me. Thank you for joining me and hosting as well. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. You can visit our website, craftbeerradio.com, to figure out exactly what that means. Uh, copyrighted material, like being over there. Not covered under the license, so don't you reuse that part. Um, you can email us, beer at craftbeerradio.com. And Twitter, I am at Jeff Bear. At CBR Greg. We also have Facebook and Google+, Plus, which we don't check very often. And uh, when you're going Christmas shopping, when you go one and go walking in that winter wonderland, it's craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. And tune in for a post show for Amazon Anonymous. And tune in next week to find out the result of the stopper experiment. I think all three of these are going to work. I think just that one in a standard bottle is not tight enough. We'll see next week. We'll see. All right. Well, join you next week.